0: The following program is a paid commercial, which has been paid for by the advertiser, whose products and or services are featured in this program. Mindful of Your Health. Sponsored by Emergence Health Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of our EHN Mindful of Your Health podcast podcast. I am your host, Noreen Jaramillo, and we're so glad that you're with us today because today we have William Thomas. He is our supervisor of our Substance Use Disorder program. So welcome, Will. Thank you. And I want to start off with that. Substance Use Disorders is what a lot of people commonly know as addiction. Yes, ma'am. So can you talk about the difference and and the change to substance use disorders.
1: Yes, ma'am, definitely. Something with addiction, I think the word addiction itself is very stigmatizing. It kind of reduces a person's value, identity, and their struggle with substance use disorders and denies their dignity to their own humanity. (laughs) These labels imply a permanency to the condition, leaving no room for medical help. And that is what we want to change. So We want to change the stigma to it and add that to the medical umbrella and change it to like substance use. So you're okay. dealing with substance use, something that can be treated, something that can be monitored, something that can be helped with.
0: Okay. So addiction and, and when it comes to the mental health world, and addiction often has a connection to, to mental health. There's a strong connection there. We're going to talk about that later. Um, but there's the stigma that has been associated with with that so right. the, the the better way to refer to it is substance use disorders or what we call it ehn our sud programs. yes ma'am so if you you need help with with addiction or substance use disorders if you google them they kind of are are interchangeable correct yes, ma'am. okay they are but we're going to refer to them as our Sud programs or substance use <laughs> disorders and it makes sense you know people want to make sure that people know that this this is a medical condition it's a disorder and they can get help for
1: it. Definitely, okay. yes
0: ma'am. Well now let's go uh, move on to our sub programs. At EHN okay. we offer a wide variety of uh, services that can help with substance use disorders. We have a lot of treatments, a lot of programs. Um, can you talk about uh, you know a lot of the things that you we offer?
1: Yes ma'am, definitely. So I am the supervisor of a couple of our treatment programs. Okay. Um, start out with the most popular okay. um, is the treatment for adults. Okay. We do take males and females. 18 years or older as long as they're Texas residents okay. and they have to have insurance or don't have to have insurance or not. Okay. It doesn't matter and we will take them for that. Okay. So that's one program. We call it TRA, Treatment for Adults. Okay, And then we have TRY, which is our treatment for youth. We also have a youth category which is geared towards 13 to 17 year olds.
0: Okay,
1: um, With that, it's also the same thing. Um, Texas mm-hmm. resident, during both of these programs we offer individual and group counseling and again with or without insurance you still have a place with us at EHN. Okay. Um, another treatment program we do have is specialized for females so it's a okay. TRF program which basically is a, a woman who could be using while she is pregnant okay. or taking care of um, another person's child. That could also fall under that category. There are many stipulations on the TRF program, uh-huh. but we have that as well. It also okay. involves individual counseling. It involves insurance or not insurance, okay. and we do also have the individual and group sessions. Okay, perfect. Up, uh, there's a couple yeah, more. Yeah, there's more. There's more. So, <laughs> we do uh, off of that, we also have what we call our OBot, OBOT program. Okay. Yeah, and that stands for Office Based Opioid Treatment Program. So. Lately, I know we've been hearing a lot of about um, heroin overdoses, fentanyl, <laughs> all, ev- all of these hydrocodone pills that people are finding on the streets, whatever the case may be. Well, we have a program that you can come in without insurance. You don't need to have insurance. You come in, you get your individual sessions, your group counseling. Plus, we add medication to help you stop using the illicit substances. So you're getting something that is a little bit or not a low, bit, I should say a lot more pure from a pharmacy and not finding anything on the streets. Got it, okay. And, and that's the
0: safer route until we get you completely into recovery. Correct?
1: Exactly, Recover. that would be the safer route to do. And, and okay. the way the doctors do work it is is they do lean you down as okay. time progresses. So it's an easy coast back into um, society.
0: Okay, perfect.
1: Um, I do also have another program that helps our substance use team. They're under the substance use umbrella, and they are our job developers. So there's a lot of studies out there that say part of being in recovery and using your time wisely is being reconnected to society. So we have a program where our gentlemen go out into the field and they make relationships with employers who are hiring. So people that get involved in this program and they really just have to fill out a career profile. They don't have to fill out applications and just wander around. Okay. These gentlemen will point you in the right direction and match your credentials with whatever company you're going to be applying for at that time. So we also do have that help as well.
0: Okay, and let's let's talk a little bit more about the supported employment. Okay. okay. Um, and and you mentioned it, but the research shows that uh, and you would you would give. Shared a saying with me in one of our previous conversations where, like, idle time. uh, What what is that saying, and how does it relate?
1: It's it's like the more time you have, idle time's cut is the devil's playground. Excuse me. Um, So idle hands is the devil's playground. So when you do have a job. You know, most of the time, eight hours out of the day, you don't have idle hands. You're busy. And then when you get home, you kind of want to relax. You're tired. Maybe take a bath, have dinner with the wife instead of sitting on the couch all day, you know, indulging in your substance of choice. Got it. So that reconnection back to society is very important in the recovery process.
0: Okay. And these are all steps as as part mm. of the treatment program, right? These are all steps that you guys have seen success with.
1: Yes, ma'am. Definitely. Um, there's five actual steps in the program, and okay. we do try, try to cover the majority of the full five steps.
0: Okay. So, next question is, um, what message do you want to share with, with individuals dealing with, uh, you know, substance use disorder? Substance misuse, is that a correct term? Substance,
1: substance misuse, misuse, yeah. That okay. definitely can be because there's substance abuse and substance misuse. You know, sometimes okay. they're, maybe they're functioning. So it's just misuse, it's not really abuse to where it's taken away from their lives. Definitely they're interchangeable. Um, But my thing would be just basically never give up. Um, No matter what it is in life that keeps you using substances, there's always a way out. And once you reach that point to when you realize you need that way out, just take that first step. And once that first step is done and you start into your treatment and you really get involved, you find out that the treatment is actually going to be more exciting than ever using drugs was to begin with.
0: Really? Yes, okay, ma'am. Okay, perfect. So that is the first step, because, you know, from what I understand, people may have tried multiple times mm-hmm. and then and then relapse, right?
1: Yes, ma'am.
0: Uh, so that is that is normal, would yes. you say, or is it? It's I don't want. I, in other words, I want people to know that just because you you've tried before doesn't me to stop trying
1: definitely and, and you're you hit the nail on the head with that okay. I mean um, there are people I've seen seven eight times okay. previously in different fields mm-hmm. um, it there's no number on what it takes okay. it's it's something that once it happens it just it starts to happen and you start to get these feelings of enjoyment and excitement back in your life and that's what you can tell it's really working and up until that point it might take you four or five Upwards of ten times okay. until you're ready. Okay,
0: I, we we talked about this at the the top of, of our of this episode was the connection uh, to substance use and mental health. Mm. What is what is the connection there?
1: That connection, I would have to say, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah. So that's tough. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's tough to distinguish which is why EHN is very important. We do offer very great mental health services and also substance use services. And the best thing to do, studies have shown, is to attack them both at the same time. Got it. So we hit them head on. Um, We do the intakes for substance use and also the intakes for mental health. So if you need both, then that's what you're gonna need to be able to be successful. And it's kinda like peeling an onion back, Mm -hmm. layer by layer. Got it. So some people
0: might be afraid to seek services for substance use, and then you put mental health on it, and there's a stigma associated with that. So then they're they're really like, no, 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 I'll deal with this on my own. But the message that we want to get across is that when you combine both treatments together, the outcome is usually better. Yes, ma'am. And and if I can give an example that that I've learned from you guys, the experts, mm-hmm. um, I've heard examples of, let's say someone um, has anxiety or depression correct um but then they try to self medicate mm-hmm. and then that self medication um leads to then addiction or uh, a substance use disorders I'm, I'm learning you're learning you're learning the latter and it 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 makes total sense you know someone may be dealing with a mental health condition and not know how or what it is and then they turn to substances you're
1: Correct? you're 100% right i mean anxiety, depression, bipolarism, a lot of people don't understand what the symptoms and signs are of that. And you're right, they'll start self-medicating. And at first it seems like that's working. But that's when we start getting into more of the addiction side to it because they stop worrying about how they feel and now they're worried about finding their substance. So it's a linear process and we just have to interject ourselves somewhere in their linear process to educate them and get them treatment.
0: Okay. Is it safe to say that when you get to that addiction stage, your your body does like chemically go through a change where you're reliant on the chemical?
1: 100%. Okay. 100%. So
0: you might start self-medicating, but before you know it, your body is then reliant on that, that yes, particular
1: chemical. Yes, you're perfectly right. I mean, at first it could start out as just fun, or like you said, self-medicating, but two, three years into it, you're going to realize that if you don't have... I'm going to use beer as an example, or alcohol in the morning. You're going to realize your body's going to hurt, and it's going to want that as like its gasoline for the day. Okay. When we're using sleep to get us through the next day, there are people that do use substances to get them through the day.
0: Got it. Okay. Such important information. Um, okay. How about a message to a family uh, or friend um, who who knows someone that may be dealing with you know substance use and they want to help, how do you help? Is there a way of over helping?
1: I don't think there's a way of over helping at okay. all. I think the most important thing learning would be educating yourself.
0: Okay.
1: Um, the more that the family knows about what the person is experiencing, the family or the friend is experiencing, the more we are able to help them with that problem. Okay. So I think they need, the family needs to educate themselves as much as they can on that. And also, you see it now, just have an open and honest conversation. And it doesn't need to be talking down to somebody. It's, you know, a normal level conversation, just like we're having right now. And and that's all it is. And and believe it or not, nine times out of 10, you're gonna get the, yeah, let me learn more about it. And as long as you plant that little seed, that seed will definitely grow into a plant.
0: Okay, perfect. I like that. Okay. Um, what if, if your loved one though, isn't open to help at the time
1: okay so that 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 does pose a different question now we were talking a little bit ago about the five stages right well that's actually the first stage the first stage is called the pre- contemplation stage and this stage is where they think that they're using is not affecting anything or anybody around them so they don't want any help okay so that is where the family and their education comes in and says well this is also this is affecting me in this way I am seeing this in this way. And that drives a conversation with them. So definitely, if they don't want the help, I think the more education that the family can have to even educate the user, okay, that takes away from them being worried about calling a phone number or the stigma that they might have walking into a mental health clinic, learning before they even go in. Okay,
0: got it. So that is one way is, is that education... Uh, And the honest conversations.
1: I think the honest conversation is really what's going to be 90% of that. Because education can be found anywhere with Google these days. right? right? But the honest conversation is a conversation with your mother or your father. Those conversations are golden. And, you know, being a son, I know the conversations with my mom are very golden. So they are taken to heart no matter what they are.
0: Okay. And how about if, um, you know, you explain to them. And they probably know they're, ha- you know, that they're having an impact, maybe mm-hmm. on their family life, or even though they're, they want to say it isn't. True. So once you relay that to them, you know, hey, it is impacting A, B, C, and D. Um, then do you just offer like support, like we'll, we'll get through this together, or you know, it, it's it's going to be a, what do you possibly tell them?
1: At that point, you know, it's, it's, it's a fork in the road, and okay. it just really depends on how fast this person wants to move through treatment and the treatment cycle. You know, the the most important thing first is, is get off the substance, because once you're off the substance, you can rewire your body back to the way it was before the substance was ever introduced. Once that happens, then it's like a fork in the road. You can go into outpatient treatment, you can go into peer support groups, social support groups. Anything that we have to offer it's there to go into so you can't it's it's a person-by-person person basis okay. is the way we have to look at that got it
0: so what is the um, the benefit uh, you you said you guys have group therapy yes some people might be intimidated by sitting in a group and yes. talking about this right yes what how is it beneficial to be with that group
1: therapy um, is I believe more beneficial than actual individual counseling oh, really? yes because you are learning to build your support system again so if you're in a group with people that are suffering from substance use disorders, just like yourself, it might not be the same substance, okay. maybe in the same problems, whatever you can relate to and you can pick up from somebody else. It's again, that like same analogy, it's planting that seed in your head and letting it grow into a plant. Okay. So when you have them in a group, they they always will learn off of each other.
0: Nice. It's it's learning off of someone in, in similar situations, I guess. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Um, okay so to reiterate what is the how does someone take that first step
1: the first step would be honestly the first step is with yourself okay realize there's a problem okay so if okay. you're the one taking the first step realize you have a problem and look into what we can do about it
0: okay so then that leads me to how do we learn where do we go to learn more about our sub programs all the ones you talked about um, and and where do they? they reach out
1: to? So you can reach out to EHN, um, just 915-242-0555, or you can look at our website, it'll give you different phone numbers, you can call and just reach out to us, let them know what you're interested in and what you want to seek services for, doesn't necessarily mean you're contracted to have to be in these programs, but we will educate you on them and that will be a great first step.
0: Okay, perfect. on a final note, what do you want people to take away from this conversation, whether they may be dealing with it personally or they're a friend or a loved one of someone who is? What, is, what do you want the takeaway to be?
1: Um, the takeaway from this conversation I want to say is that everything I have said has come from my heart. I have been in recovery for 15 years, so to be where I am now today, I'm very, very proud. And when I did mention the conversation with my mom, that conversation did happen. So the takeaway from it is don't ever give up because you are not meant to be a substance abuse user. You are meant to be a productive member in society.
0: Perfect. Well, I love it. And if I can just point out, um, a, I don't know, I can't say all or a lot, but we do have our therapists who are with our sub programs mm-hmm. um, are, have been down that road before. So you guys can often talk about your personal, and you know what
1: works. Yes, ma'am.
0: So that is one of the benefits as well, right?
1: Yes, ma'am. It sure is. Okay. It sure is. So
0: thank you for sharing this information. Um, I'm going to say, and and the crew here always hears me, but I have my favorites, and you're one of my favorites because the information that you have given has (laughs) been... Uh, priceless. Well,
1: I tell you that to heart. Thank you very much because okay. it, it is work for me.
0: Very, very valuable. It. Okay. Uh, so if you want to go to our website, it is emergencehealthnetwork.org. And then the phone number that William talked about, 915 242 And when they answer the operators at our call center, tell them that you are interested in our uh, SUD programs and whether you have insurance or don't have insurance, um, we'll find some way to help you.
1: Yes, ma'am. Okay. Exactly. Thanks, William. I thank appreciate you, Laurie. And I thank you,
0: guys. It. We'll see you uh, for the next episode. We are Emergence Health Network, caring for our community for more than 55 years. Our mental health professionals provide trauma-informed care through our 24-hour crisis services, children and adult outpatient clinics, substance use treatment programs, assistance for our military, and programs to help individuals with developmental disabilities. Through community collaborations, we have also worked to expand behavioral health access in our schools and on our streets. At EHN, we are committed to your mental well-being. This is us working for you. Thank you for letting us be mindful of your health. Brought to you by Emergence Health Network. We'll see you next time. The preceding program was a paid commercial, which has been paid for by the advertiser, whose products and or services are featured in this program.